The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. And here's what's happening. Migrants from New York City continue to be housed at the Best Western Hotel on Dingen Street in Cheektowaga. Town Councilman Brian Nowak told Joe Beamer on Hardline Sunday the process to move them is a slow one. Right now, there have, there have been discussions to date about getting those folks out of there. I don't know exactly where they're going to be ro- relocated, but um, the Cheektowaga Sloan School District, there was a press release out of there, uh, whether it was yesterday, maybe the day before about notice to them in regards to relocating and those kids in the Dingen's Best Western not going to school there this year. So there's apparently an agreement uh, behind the scenes that's pretty close in terms of being finalized, but I won't believe it until it's signed on paper. More than a week ago, Chicktawaga Police Chief Brian Gould requested officials move migrants from the Best Western to another location because of the proximity to a neighborhood after a couple of incidents involving asylum seekers. 44 migrants who have been temporarily housed at Buffalo State University being evicted from the campus today. An agreement between Jericho Road Community Health Center and the university not being extended. These migrants have been living on campus since May and are not connected to the more than 500 migrants who were bused to Cheektowaga from New York City. Dr. Myron Glick of Jericho Road said the decision by Buffalo State was influenced by prejudice in the Buffalo community against asylum seekers. He said he's committed to finding shelter for all 44. A statement from Buffalo State's interim president said the difficult decision was in the best interest of the students and campus. Students begin moving into campus for the fall semester tomorrow. Well, not just college students, but students of all ages all across the country preparing to head back to the classroom in just a matter of weeks. School leaders once again wrestling with how to deal with a lack of bus drivers. WBEN's Tom Puckett has the latest. With bus driver shortages still at Buffalo Public Schools, school board member Larry Scott says that will lead to a big change in school start time. The three-tier bell system with three different start and end times in order to hopefully and drastically improve um, our transportation, bus transportation for elementary school. Scott is hopeful for a smooth start to the school year in Buffalo at Sweet Home. We are definitely experiencing a shortage of, of bus drivers here at Sweet Home. Superintendent Michael Genestri. We could use you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 more drivers, though, uh, because it would ease uh, the, the, the strain on our current drivers uh, right now who are doing overtime or extra runs uh, just, just so we can get kids to and from school. Genestri says school start times are being staggered to free up bus runs. But he says every student will get to and from school on time. Niagara Falls School Superintendent Mark Laurie says the help wanted sign is up there too. We need 80 drivers. We're at 45. Nothing has changed and there's nothing that I can foresee in the future that is going to make a significant dent in the fact that we do not have enough bus drivers to fill what we need. Hear more from Laurie about what's being done to recruit more drivers online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Thank you, Tom. Southern California residents will be cleaning up today from not only the usual tropical storm that hit over the weekend, but from a sizable earthquake that struck yesterday. This area was already under a state of emergency, getting pounded by tropical storm Hillary, hours of relentless rain. Then the ground started shaking, buildings creaking as an earthquake hit simultaneously. Seismologists say it was coincidence and that they were not connected. L.A. Mayor Karen Bass. For now, two 
major incidents in our region. Immediately, the L.A. Fire Department went into earthquake mode, checking for damage. There was no major damage, but as you can imagine, between the unusual storm and an earthquake, nerves here are fried. Alex Stone, ABC News, in Los Angeles County. Earthquake on top of what you've seen there. I saw an image of Dodger Stadium, and it took me a second because I thought it was, you know how you scroll through and, like, I I don't know about you, but on my feed you'll see, like, all these different, like, weird, crazy venues they've made around the world. It looked like somebody made a baseball park on an island that you have to take a boat to get to. And I was like, oh, what's this? And then I saw, no, that's Dodger Stadium. All the parking lots surrounded are flooded completely with water. It was just standing in its own uh, in the middle of water. It was absolutely crazy to look at. Well, former President Trump announcing he will not be participating in the first GOP presidential debate which is this Wednesday in Milwaukee. Trump is apparently planning to counter-program Wednesday night's debate. Sources say he's already taped an online interview with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson. In the meantime, Trump is expected to surrender to authorities in Georgia later this week in the 2020 election interference case. He's facing four indictments with 91 charges in total. That's Justin Finch. We'll have more on this, what to expect from this first debate coming up throughout the morning. They call it the DeMar Hamlin effect. Interest in learning life-saving CPR has skyrocketed since Hamlin's on-field collapse earlier this year. WBEN's Max Ferry has more on how community organizations are keeping up with demand. It's been over eight months since Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin's sudden collapse on the football field in Cincinnati, sending shockwaves throughout the nation and increasing the awareness of the life-saving practices of cardiopulmonary resuscitation and the operating of AEDs. After what we all saw on national television with what happened to DeMar, we saw a, a massive increase in organizations reaching out to us in order to um, received CPR and AED education. It's been, you know, absolutely tremendous. We've seen it on our website. We've seen it in outreach just to our organization locally. Um, and it's just been a true kind of like groundswell across the community with people wanting to learn both the hands-only version and the full certification as well. Jason Stolb, Buffalo's American Heart Association Executive Director. The American Heart Association have seen unprecedented increases in CPR search history on their web pages, a 620% increase in page views to hands-only CPR content pages, and a 145% increase in page views to the Heart Association's What is CPR page. Our local YMCAs have ramped up the amount of training classes they conduct to keep up with demand. We did a number of off-site trainings um, over the past few months and we also have rolled out a monthly training here um, to help meet that demand so we do um, three different types of CPR uh, one each month um, here at the Lockport YMCA and we've had some great uh, results and attendance from that too. Mark Gerlock, Program Director for Lockport's YMCA. You can find details on how to sign up for classes at the Y or through the AHA at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. New England's preseason game with Green Bay over the weekend called off Saturday night after Patriots cornerback Isaiah Bolden was carted off the field early in the fourth quarter. Bolden was hit in the head, fell to the ground, didn't move afterwards. Matthew Slater said some players shaken up by it. I, I really appreciate what Coach Belichick did tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he took the initiative on that. And look, we're not, this is not the AFC Championship. We're not playing right. 
for records, it's preseason game two. Right? And when you have an injury like that, um, you know, it affects a lot of guys in a lot of different ways. And clearly our team was uh, shaken by what happened. Bolden eventually was released from an area hospital the next day. A lot of players uh, saying it was kind of reminiscent of DeMar Hamlin's situation, yeah. uh, especially with the game being called off after that injury Saturday night. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Some clouds this morning giving way to some sunshine this afternoon with temperatures in the mid-70s. Your full forecast coming up. Amherst Supervisor Brian Culpa is joining us this morning on WBEN to talk about Costco, which has cleared a major hurdle. But Brian, it's more than Costco. Uh, Dick's House of Sports and Delta Sonic offices are also planned for that area on North Bailey. I don't think that a lot of people knew that those others were in there, too. Good morning. How are you? The uh, yeah, the 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 Dix is relocating. Um, obviously, they're in the Boulevard Mall right now, so they saw an opportunity. And uh, Delta Sonic is uh, is locating their uh, manufacturing facility over there. Um, they're going to partner their offices with that. So uh, it's a it's a exciting. Uh, obviously, Costco has been the feature, right? That's what everybody's focused on. Um, but yeah, it's it's, a, it's great. I mean, we're replacing um, decades-old infrastructure, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna turn that place into a, really a, a home run for the town of Amherst. So we got our first look at you know how this Costco is gonna look. I think that's exciting for a lot of people. Um, you know, it looks like a Costco. Spoiler alert, I guess. Right, <laughs> um, but uh, there's the gas station too, and uh, I I think a lot of people are wondering. Okay, we have a look at it. How does it all fit? Because a lot of people are familiar with the area. It doesn't seem like a big area. We know the key bank offices there will still be standing. What other structures might be torn down uh, to make way for what's coming? They've already torn down a lot of the structures that were on the site, the old UB um, annex. It's fifty over 50 acres back there, so it's 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 roughly comparable to the Boulevard Mall site. And if you can picture a Costco and uh, Dick's fitting on the Boulevard Mall site, that's, that's kind of what you have back there. It's it's that big. I mean, it was an entire college campus for a while. The Dick's, is it similar to the Dick's stores that we have around here? Or this one's called Dick's House of Sports. Does that make it different? Is it larger? Um, it's their new model. It features an outdoor area. It's similar to what you would see in Lake Victor and some of the other places around. It has a so big it, out, outdoor field, right? I mean, is that something that could be used by the town, by different schools? No, it's more of a it's more of a facility that could be rented or, or you could try out equipment on. It's really meant for to accompany the retail sales. But, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, you would, say hey you know you want to try out a bat or you want to try out a piece of gear that gives you the ability to do it on site and they've been very successful with that product elsewhere Um, so we're happy to have it coming here well with these projects there are some traffic concerns in that area because north bailey and then it turns into ridgely that's it's one lane in each direction right well there should be some traffic concerns already right i mean that area is pretty tough so you know, with these projects, you know, one of the things these projects do is they pay something called a mitigation fee to the town. 
and and roughly 1.5 million dollars in in infrastructure costs are going to come directly out of these projects. That's not a tax abatement. It's not pilot. It's just straight, you know, 1.5 million dollars of traffic impact. So, you know, we've been very careful in the Boulevard area to make sure that we're preparing to replace infrastructure. Our infrastructure in that area is pretty worn out. Uh, this gives us a way of starting to do some of that. And that's just on the traffic side. They also pay sewer mitigation and stormwater mitigation. So um, we're excited that they want to come into the area and that they're willing to make that investment. Benderson is adding a new driveway, a new light signal across from the Best Buy that people know right there. There's going to be a new uh, right turn only driveway in front of the dicks that's put right there. How unique is it, or, or maybe it isn't at all, for the private company to directly kind of work on fixing traffic in the area and work on the roads to add something like a turn signal that I, I know can be, you know, from talking to you, or talking to other town supervisors in the past, those things can be pretty expensive. In other parts of the country, it happens all the time. In western New York, you know, we, we haven't tended to see that, right? So um, we it's something that, as a town, we needed to to kind of evolve to. And Benderson needed to see it as a correct investment for them and their company and their subsidiaries and their leases, um, and they did. So they're making those modifications. Um, the town's going to do more work with some of that fee that I talked about and, and, and all together um, along with the Boulevard Mall project, you're going to see that whole area revamped over time. What is the timeline for some of this infrastructure work that's going to start? And then for the stores themselves, the stores are, I, I, you know, I, I, I tell everybody I can't control construction in Western New York. It uh, depends on how the winter goes and how much construction happens through the winter. Um, I know that, you know, from a standpoint of they needed to get, they wanted to get through this planning board approval as fast as possible so they could start construction. Uh, my guess is it's probably 18 months of construction, uh, at least for some of those things. Uh, the infrastructure that Benderson's doing will be built along with the stores, and then additional town infrastructure will be built out over the next couple of years. We've got a lot of plans in that area. Um, it all stems from the Boulevard Mall uh, and that project and starting to change it. And, um, you know, so from, you know, an Amherst renewal standpoint, uh, we're, we're able to project forward uh, a lot of work, including uh, new sewer lines, uh, new sidewalks, new roads that need to be reestablished. We have to work with the county on Maple. So, it's going to be an unfolding, but that immediate stuff, my guess, is 18 months. We'll see if they can speed it up. So on that idea of Amherst renewal, and you mentioned the Boulevard Mall site there, too, um, I, I would imagine that maybe gets a little more attractive. Now, what can you say about the area that it's able to support, and then you know, maybe as far as future units coming online, especially in that Boulevard Mall site, I mean, you think about that area right there. There's Tops, there's Wegmans, there's already BJ's right there. There's a Whole Foods. Trader Joe's is right around the corner. Uh, now we're adding in Costco, uh, and then you know a whole bunch of other retail and different Target. You know, if you want groceries from there too, you can have it. 
All of that in one pretty condensed area. I think that says a lot. I do, too. You know, that area had been um, drained of its life a few years back. When I came into office, Boulevard Mall was in receivership and retail was dwindling everywhere. Now we see a resurgence in the retail market. And I think a lot of it's based on the knowledge that there's going to be mixed uh, mixed residential and retail coming in the mall site. So there's a density. There's there's a fervor over in that space, right? All of a sudden, the markets have woken up and said, oh, this is a good part of Amherst to build in. And that, it took a lot to get there. It, it's taken a, a, an enormous effort to try to prepare all that old rotting retail product and turn it into something that's vibrant and exciting. And, and we're finally hitting those moments. Well, Brian, thanks so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you both. Brian Culpa, Amherst Town Supervisor. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.